All right, are you looking to buy or sell real estate? You've got questions, we've got answers. Welcome to the show, it's gonna be great. Featuring Matt and Jen from Home Team for You. And now, without further ado, it's Matt and Jen! Jen Stoddard. Matt Cornstead. And uh, we have some in-studio guests today that we would like to first introduce. So first I'm going to turn to Bill Crooker. Can you tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, my name is Bill Crooker. I'm right here in Madison, Wisconsin area. I live in Cottage Grove. I have a couple of kids, a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And and uh, and it's been good. That's pretty much all I got to know other, other than I've been here 35 years and I know the market here. All right. We'll take it. And uh, then we have Carissa Evans. Yes, Carissa Evans. Uh, mom, wife, grandma, those are all the things that are very important to me. And um, loving, loving working with my clients and uh, been in sales for about 25 years of my 30. So, um, yeah, just love what I'm doing with, with, uh, here with Home Team and excited to be here. All right, awesome. We have a special guest today. I'd like to welcome Steve Capeza, Zillow VP of Premier Agent Sales. We'll lovingly refer to him as Caps for the rest of the podcast. Steve, how are you doing? Good. How are you all? Good. Thanks for having me. So I thought we'd start out and just uh, have an intro of yourself and where you're from and what you've been doing and uh, the history of Caps. Great. So, so, so Steve, so my, my background. Yep. Properly. Yep. Great. So I am, uh, I'm originally from the great state of New Jersey uh, and currently reside in uh, New York City with my wife, Alexis, uh, and our golden doodle uh, who thinks he's a Rottweiler, Henry. <laughs> uh, we live in the, the East Village part of Manhattan. And uh, uh, life has taken a number of turns, but uh, you know, when, when you, you, from a professional perspective, I've spent uh, my career uh, in the prop tech space, uh, working with companies that um, do everything from you know, build internet solutions like websites, CRMs, and um, IDX solutions for, for real estate agents, teams, and brokers to, to what uh, I do today at, at Zillow, uh, which, which I came to by way of Trulia. Uh, and my role here is <clears throat> I lead uh, an organization called Premier Agent. Uh, and the, most specifically, the, the sales and partnerships team, uh, and, and our, our mandate is, is very simply to uh, build and grow a, a best-in-class um, partner network of real estate professionals from all across the country to serve uh, the customers that come to Zillow and Trulia every day uh, who are dreaming about buying or selling their next property. Uh, and so my team is close to a thousand folks at this point, um, and you know you, you two have been working with them for quite some time so you, you definitely know who they are and they're a high quality bunch and and we're excited about partnering with um the real estate professional to create what we believe will be an exciting future in real estate as an aside i uh you know i i'm a, a water person by by heart so I, I love to surf stand up paddle um uh, i've spent a lot of time on the west coast uh we only recently moved back to the east coast and so got to enjoy those activities out there, a big fan of the New York Yankees, New York Football Giants, Golden State Warriors. Favorite movies: Mean Streets, uh, and uh, the current uh, <laughs> and the current book I'm reading is uh, "Leaders Eat Last" by Simonson. So hopefully that gives you me in a nutshell. 
what's your spirit animal? That's at one <laughs> yeah. of our last Zillow things. They're like, we need to know your spirit animal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if I, I, I'll tell you that. So the way it goes is if you had to be any type of animal, what type of animal would you be? And most importantly, why? Uh, so for me, it's the orca whale. Uh, I, uh, it used to be, uh, I was a, a dolphin, um, a dolphin person prior, but then I saw a video of an orca whale, uh, beating a great white shark in a battle. I was like, ah, that seems like a good upgrade. Uh, so, orca so you've whale, become more so aggressive. I love the water. Orcas work well in teams. Uh, and apparently they can, uh, they can beat the great white shark. So we also have lakes in Madison, so you have to stop out sometime. A lot of paddle boarders. Say again? I, I, I think you cut out there. But we, have, uh, we have lakes around Madison, so you can come paddleboard when it gets warmer out. Yeah, so there is, um, uh, there's a movie called Step Into Liquid. It's, uh, it's, it was filmed in the early 2000s, and they have a section of it that I believe goes to Wisconsin. I guess there's like a surfing culture there somewhere uh, around the lakes. It has so. to be behind boats then. Because <laughs> otherwise you don't get in the way. Yeah, no, there was like boats or it was, it was something to that effect. But, you know, the, the moral of the story is surfing doesn't live on the coasts. Uh, people like to get in the water, even in Wisconsin. What year did uh, Zillow start the premier agent? Do you remember what that is? Yeah, so the, the, the way, a good way to think about it is, you know, the turn of the decade is when um, we really started building um, relationships with real estate professionals. To We had created this audience. Audience was um, built on the basic question of <clears throat> how much is my home worth? And, you know, we created this estimate, which is loved by many. Uh, and... Um, uh, and bottom line is that tool, you know, to, to, to bring it back is, 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 is one that, you know, starts the, the, the dialogue as it relates to, you know, how much is my home worth and, and how can I sell it? Right. Uh, and so, um, that audience grew quite quickly and we recognized that we, um, you know, folks also want to know what homes are on the market. So we started putting listings on the, on the platform and then, um, we realized that, uh, building partnerships and monetizing, uh, would be would be useful and a great way to do that would be to partner with agents and so early 2010s is when premier agents started in earnest is it uh so what do you is that kind of the biggest change in the last few years or what is is there any what do you consider i guess is the biggest change in the last couple of years for zillow yeah i i, I would i would say that if you look at where we've come from and where we're going, the fundamental shift in the mind of, of our team is, is very simply, you know, we, we've created uh, an exceptional platform as it relates to answering those two basic questions. So you got a person who's dreaming of buying a home. First thing they want to know is what homes are available on the market. And we're the best in the world at, at presenting that at that data and, and the results have proven it. So we, it's the, the metaphor is search and find. And we, you know, as we started building some momentum there, uh, a few years back, we noticed when, when we are uh, sending those customers through to our partner agents, there are those who are uh, super exceptional at the experience uh, in, in getting that person to a home and, and those who are not. And 
uh, it, it literally sprung the belief that for us to continue to impact the customer experience, customers are our North Star at Zillow Group, we've got to uh, start positioning ourselves to facilitate the experience beyond search and find and, and get into um, the transaction space. And so if we can change that experience, we can fundamentally change uh, real estate for the better. Our belief, so that that's the fundamental mindset shift. Um, an, an extra layer to that is, you know, when you think of the you know, customer retail environment, the purchase of the home is generally the most sizable and with that, the most emotional of transactions. And to that end, our, you know, our firm, you know, our firm stance and, and our business strategy forward stands on this, which is in order for us to change that transaction experience, we have to partner with the best in class professional who's going to guide it. Uh, and, and for us, that's going to be the premier agent network. But the, the mindset shift is search and find to get yourself into a home. Oh, I guess you had mentioned the your background, the IDX um, area field. I know Zillow is kind of going that direction of trying to hook up the IDX and the MLSs of across the country. Is that something that would affect the Zestimates or anything that would affect Zillow's uh, site itself? Uh, so the site's the site is is going to evolve as as it relates to the Zestimate. I'm 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 certainly not um, certainly not the expert. Uh, on on that particular product, and so I defer to my team. But yeah, I, I would say this: the objective with this estimate is to continue to make it better and better and better. And so the markets where it is available, um, you know, better data facilitates that. And so you know, IDX is the purest of data. Having direct relationships with MLSs is the purest of data. And so um, you know, the short answer there is everything we do. Uh, is designed to make um, all of our products, and this estimate is the product we built the company on, better. Um, that said, uh, you all know this as as um, top-level real estate professionals. Uh, each market is different. Mm -hmm. uh, everything from uh, how real estate is conducted to um, what customers are looking for while they're, while they're moving there, that actually affects our product line as well, including this estimate. And so... Uh, there's no national answer to that question. It's very much a local one. But sure. yeah, anything we do, and the, the IDX shift is, is certainly a big part of that. It's designed to make all of our products best, better, the estimate included. So what tools are buyers and sellers using most on the Zillow platform? Yeah, so uh, the, the, on, the, on the buy side, uh, it, is, it is very clearly... Um, we have, you know, top, we, we call it the, the top of the real estate funnel, but there, and you actually see, you know, during uh, the unfortunate, um, you know, environment we've been living in for the last year and a half, one of the things that's kind of spiked is this dreaming sort of metaphor for buyers and using Zillow to simply search for homes. For some, it is, it is literally real estate entertainment for, for, for many, um, those who are uh, in, in the search process in earnest. I'd say that the core feature set that they engage with most are um, photos, um, where we have 3D homes and virtual tours uh, available on listings. Buyers uh, appear to like uh, like that a lot, and um, and then of course, um, you know, robust description and details of the home are are of significant uh, interest. Beyond that, 
um, the you know the those buyers who are um, interested, we we do see some nice um, movement as it relates to buyer searching, looking at this you know this data, this material, if you will, this media, and then uh, moving into our connections funnel, which is where we we set them up with a with an agent. But the majority of the interaction, and it's going to be this way forever because. Uh, the the interest part of the funnel is the biggest part of the funnel for any business um, lives with listings and photos on the sell side um, I would just layer in off market and so you, you do see activity around you know my home and and the details around that caps a uh, question how how often are the listings updated I could see it being a little different in each market depending on how Zillow is kind of Know, set up throughout each state, but how often are they updated? Yeah, with the move to IDX uh, in most markets, the, the idea is to function like an uh, IDX platform would exist on your website, which is um, generally when the MLS is updated. Uh, I know certain MLSs, um, their feed, their IDX feeds um, have a bit of latency, and so that would exist with our platform too. But um, you know, the idea is in real time. For example, my wife and I are currently looking for real estate um in in uh, westchester we're looking at real estate in i can refer you an agent caps if you need minutes. it i can refer to an refer you an agent if you need one <laughs> ah yeah well my wife's uh, my wife's an agent <laughs> oh so close. and my wife's mother-in-law is uh is a broker so <laughs> that's not gonna work <laughs> yeah i um You're i got a deep. couple in-house referrals that i'm working with that i think my life would depend on if i used another agent <laughs> <laughs> you know, we mentioned uh, the IDX acronym. What does it actually stand for? Internet Data Exchange. Uh, and effectively, uh, you guys know uh, this a bit better than better than I, but uh, you know, broker reciprocity agreements exist yeah. um, inside the boards and MLSs across the country. And the idea there is there's a free exchange of data that you at home team for you or uh, another broker down the street can, can showcase on their website so buyers when they do view your platforms have uh effectively an open data platform to see what homes are available in the market uh and so um so zillow now has that on its platform think about how far we've come from when we jen and i first started you know 20 some years ago where you just had one thick book of listings and those were your listings and you didn't share them to know oh, yeah i mean you know, the, 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 one of our core values is turn on the lights. That core value comes from the, that basic concept where uh, in the business of real estate for the longest time, if, even for agents and brokers, like they, they were just, there was not a light to shine on um, home data. And um, yeah, I, I remember when I got into the website business uh, and, you know, IDX was a fairly new construct and in some areas was pretty controversial. Right. Uh, but um it was revolutionary that what was once in a book could now be on my website. Right. It's just crazy. And it doesn't seem like it's been that long ago um, since we started the IDX systems. Um, obviously with the customer being the North star um, and trying to encapsulate, take the buyer basically from the search all the way through the process. Are there any upcoming features that Zillow is working on to help uh, the buyer and sellers through that process? Yeah, so outside of, uh, and you you know this because you are 
uh, one of our, our top partners nationally. Outside of really working on um, you know, the, the relationship we have with our partners and then the materials we provide, uh, we have a whole partner success department that's, that's there to, to, to drive a good solid enablement for our partners. There's two areas that we're focused on to, uh, the way we look at it is, my team at least, partner experience drives the customer experience. And so there's two things that we're, we're um, working hard and fast at. One is, you know, a lot of the interaction with, that's my wife in the picture that I just showed, uh, happens on, on that device, the remote control of our lives, the, the, the iPhone. And so we have uh, an app called the Premier Agent app, with, which both of you are, are familiar with. And we're, we're, this year is a foundational year as it relates to um, making that a, a, a very useful tool as it relates to collaborating between agent and buyer through the course of um, the, the showing, searching, offer making, uh, and closing um, process. And so I'd say a lot of work's being done um, there. The second thing, uh, which I am ridiculously excited about, is we're going to really lean in on, on tours. Um, you guys may have worked tour, tour mm -hmm. leads before, yep. but, um, you know, a lot of our customers have raised their hands in 2020 when we introduced the tours concept, uh, in earnest across the country where I can schedule time to go see a home with a premier agent. And we're going to do a lot of, um, a lot of product work there to, to make that experience, um, uh, uh, what I would say a, a you know, right now I can kind of set a random time. Those times become a lot more specific for agent and customer. Uh, and the, the tech supporting it is uh, not optimal yet. And so we'll, we'll work on that. Uh, I, suppose, I suppose that also helps once you join the, the MLS boards too, to do the work of the showing times and the different scheduling platforms they use. Yes. Yeah. The, the idea, you know, one of the, one of the offshoots that, that is super positive as it relates to, to that is tools MLS use, we now, because we are a member of, 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 of these MLSs, um, have the ability to um, further uh, think about and work on you know, how you know, we can support uh, integrated efforts there to make uh, the lives of, of our partners easier. Uh, and non-partners, by the way, um, you know, we, we think rising um, rising tides raise all boats. So uh, premier agents obviously are our core network, but um, not everyone's a premier agent um, and not every customer will use a premier agent. And so we want to make, make the experience great for everyone. How has the pandemic uh, changed the housing market from Zillow's perspective? <sighs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I, I'm not an economist. Um, so I, I will... So I will defer the data component of it. I'll say there's three things that have become supremely unique uh, during the during the pandemic. One, you'll hear um, our CEO talk about the great reshuffling, and uh, what we're seeing is, and I actually experience, I'm, I'm, I'm evidence of this because I live in an apartment which feels like a spaceship in New York City during this pandemic, kind of like hovering above and um you know there's there's you know the, the city has been tempered uh, quite a bit by the by the pandemic itself and so um what we desire is space 
Uh, and so you're seeing customer demand increase in, in, in particular our suburban and suburban markets um, where, whereas, you know, my wife and I, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll use a personal example, New York City for life, for life. All of a sudden, we've been stuck inside for about a year, with the exception of time we spent at the beach out east, and uh, uh, we're now talking about how we can live on the Long Island Sound. Uh, and that's not unique. Uh, and so the pandemic has accelerated that. <clears throat> the second thing the pandemic has done is accelerated how um, customers go about thinking about um, and working through real estate decisions. Uh, even with you know the digitization of real estate over the course of the last 20 years, at the end of the day, it was a handshake business the moment I decided to go see a home. Yep. Uh, March 11th changed all of that. And you're, you're the... The acceleration of focus on virtual home tours, 3D homes, um, that is, that's a thing. Uh, it's not a thing at Zillow, it's a, it's a thing the customer demands. And so we've seen that type of thing happen significantly. The last thing, uh, which, you know, this may not be pandemic related, but what makes this market super interesting is you've got low supply, massive demand, and it feels like there shouldn't be enough homes for people to buy, but a lot of homes are selling. Right. And so, like you, you got this. It, that that to me is is a rather fun, uh, unique function of of the real estate world today. Um, and you know, I feel like uh, we should have. You know, well, we you know there there is talk about the rate rates rate increases, but at the end of the day, it should uh, it looks like those those numbers will be favorable, where that demand is going to continue to exist. And so. Uh, whether that's pandemic related based on point number one or not, I am not the expert there. I don't know. But I, I do see one of the more unique real estate markets I have ever seen in, in, the, in the 20 years I've been in the business. And, and I have to think it's either directly or indirectly affected by uh, what we've gone through the last year. We're seeing the same thing here. It's just it's there's not enough supply for what demand is. I think that's kind of across the country. I'm not sure it's market dependent. I think that's everywhere. Um, obviously the price points change and your price point where you are is a little bit more than ours, but, um, the supply and demand is probably the same issue. Yeah. And I mean, uh, what's, what's interesting is you have a supply issue in both the, the, the urban market and the suburban market and one market, you know, prices are either stagnant or have gone down a bit. And the other one, they're like, you know, it is, people are getting priced out. Um, you know, uh, tour, 20 tours happen on a weekend for a home that was listed on a Friday and all of a sudden it's gone by Monday. Um, and so um, the whole reshuffling thing is, is a driver there. So I think one of the questions that uh, we get is probably, actually you probably get it more than we do, is Zillow now a, a broker? Yeah, so, um, so the answer to the question is Zillow has had brokerage licenses prior to uh, what we, we talked about uh, in, uh, with Zillow Homes at the end of uh, quarter three, September, October at Unlock last year. Uh, so the, the basic answer is, yeah, we're, we're a licensed broker. Uh, and um, so that, that, that's, a, that's a yes. Now, we were executing on that uh, for uh, – one basic reason we we have a business called Zillow Homes, where in certain markets a, a customer can come to Zillow, 
um, find out how much uh, or what the process would be to, to sell their home uh, with us. And um, if they do indeed do that, we want to operationalize that so the experience end-to-end is exceptional. And so our, our licenses facilitate that. They also facilitate um, our ability to enter in um, the success fee model with, with you all. And so um, yeah, there's a lot of goodness that stems from it. Uh, when we think about Zillow Homes, um, the, the wrong way to think about it is Zillow is becoming a traditional brokerage. Frankly, the advantage of our business model is we're, um, we get to be broker agnostic. Uh, I, I don't care if you're with Compass. I don't care if you're Century 21. I don't care if you're Remax. Um, I do care if you're at home team for you. Uh, Thanks. Uh, Appreciate that. A little, just, a little jest, a little jest there. But the bottom line is, it, being broker agnostic affords us the ability to work with the best and only the best. And so that's our our business strategy. Uh, and then the licensing component um, does a, a couple things for us. One, uh, it allows us to stand up the Zillow Homes service arm. That is going to be a a nice. Uh, opportunity for premier agents when we, we crack the code there. And then the second thing it does uh, is is IDX, uh, create mm-hmm. a better um, data opportunity on the platform, better data integrity is good for both customers and agents. Uh, we are not uh, in, we're not going to have a bunch of agents milling around uh, Madison, Wisconsin, um, competing for listings. That's not the, the business we're getting into. We don't really know how to do that. Um, our top partners do. You guys got any questions for Caps? That was awesome, Caps. We yeah, definitely, really appreciate it. yeah, got a, a lot of information there. Um, it's good to see you. It's been a few months since we've actually seen your smiling face. I know we were seeing you like all the time, <laughs> and now it's like, where's Caps? <laughs> yeah. So I, I was. I last. When was the last time I saw you? It was in Seattle. It was right before. Seattle. So it was February, and I think after we got back, they announced the pandemic hit. Yep. It was just yeah, like starting. So, saw, so my last two trips where I saw you all in Seattle, mm-hmm. I was in Scottsdale seeing some of our partners there at the end of February, and then Tom Hanks got sick. Yes. And that was it. <laughs> See, that's what it ended. Uh, Tom Hanks got sick, and then, then the world ended. Yeah, no. It's, it's, you know, it's, Tom Hanks gets sick, NCAA tournament's canceled. It's real. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is really good to see both of you. Um, uh, I enjoy our time. I can't wait. But, you know, when it's safe for us to all get back together again. I've actually never been to your to your quote unquote neck of the woods. Oh, uh, I hear it's quite beautiful in the summer. So yeah. uh, hopefully we can get to that place where I can get out there. Absolutely. Stop on your way to the uh, West Coast. We yeah. stop halfway between. Perfect. We can figure out a way for you to surf here. We'll get a big boat and Jen's put some ballast in it. Jen's letting me buy a new boat. Board maybe, yeah, for sure. Get in the water. It'll be fun. <laughs> Jen's going to let me buy a new boat just for you. Yes. <laughs> no. It's interesting how expensive boats are, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yes. A, a, amazing how, how crazy, crazy they are. But we yeah, can hey, name it it's Zillow. really good to see if, you. If, uh, <laughs> and hey, I also appreciate you yep. all letting me on your program. Hey, did you hear so. what Jen said? No, we'll, what she said. We'll name the boat Zillow if you fund it. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could use some some branding love, so that, that would yeah, that would be kind of fun. We'll throw best of Zillow on the back. That's yeah, right. Best, best, best of Zillow. Zillow. Our Zillow boat will just be like, okay, you got to go to Monona today. Who's yeah, going surfing we'll for the tour, team? Just tour around the area. We'll add in property tours. <laughs> property yeah, right. tours around the lake. lake yeah, there property you go. tours in the best of Zillow. So What's is, the most expensive boat I can think me, of? No. 
<laughs> you won't win some buyers. I, I guarantee you, you will. Okay. See, this podcast is already paying for itself. I'm getting a new boat. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to her laugh. <laughs> always selling. Yeah, always <laughs> selling. Always selling. All right. Well, thanks so much, Kevin. Yeah, I appreciate it, Caps. Yep, we'll see you later. See ya. Sounds good. Be well. Take yep. care, everyone. You too. Yep, bye. Bye. See ya. All right. Well, that was fun. I loved his comment to stop, you know, in your neck of the woods. And you uh. said on your way to the West Coast, and it, it popped into my head that um, people from both coasts are quickly learning that the Midwest is not a flyover area anymore, you know, and that, you know, the the price of living in, in a tiny little apartment or in a shared house in, well, for example, my sister, my, my nephew moved back from San Francisco and bought a house here yeah. just because, you know, he was paying way more in a rent to have one bedroom in San Francisco and he couldn't leave. He was stuck inside. So. That's what you're seeing. I think you're seeing an influx from the East and West coast yeah. to the Midwest because the prices and safer. You know, there aren't area. fires. There aren't hurricanes. Right. We have a tornado every once in a while, but you know, you We're can at least know that. those are coming. Well, you, you get good warning for those things. And we have <laughs> we basements. Get sirens. We have basements here. That's one thing that they also don't have in a lot of those areas. But I think it was very interesting that he hadn't been here. And I, when you said that, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of people on those coasts realizing how awesome the Midwest is, actually. Actually, but wasn't it on um, that show, the morning show, that they were saying that for climate, like Madison was mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. ideal place to come? Yeah, they had a spot on the Sunday morning, I think it was the oh, show cool. that it's on, yeah. they talked yeah. about Madison. Well, it is beautiful here, for sure, when the snow is not on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were even saying with the snow, it wasn't necessarily that it was always warm and peachy, all but... For people that were climate conscious, right. it was kind of right. the the best place to be, the best of both worlds. Yes. So yeah. we'll take it. Yeah, you got the four distinct seasons, and you got the lakes, and everyone loves that about here. And is a great culture for getting out paddle boarding or going out, you know, surfing. You couldn't go surfing behind a boat. You can do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the boats are expensive. You got one hundred ten thousand for a really nice boat. You can do it. Well, that's right. Zillow's paying for it anyway. Yeah, it'll work out good for that. <laughs> yeah, but even the hiking trails in the area. You've got your California folks who love to do the hiking and that kind. Of, you can do that all in this area. So it's it's really. He's right, or he he needs to come visit so he can promote it for us. Let's mm-hmm. Send all those coast people over. There's a reason people move to Madison area and don't leave. I mean, we've kind of a culture of people coming here for you know good jobs and they don't leave if they. Don't, they can help it. So, right. a lot of, you know, a lot come to the university, you know, prior to COVID, obviously, come to universities and they just end up staying here. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, Jacob? Well, actually, I went to University of Wisconsin, but I li- was born and raised in Madison. I wanted to go out to LA, but then I found the same thing as what Chris was saying. I was like, it's cheaper mm-hmm. to fly <laughs> into LA, stay there, and yeah, and whenever I want to visit, than to actually live out there. So, I came back home and I'm, I think I made a good call. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Definitely. Great place to live. Yeah. So let's uh, dig in a little bit about how you're seeing people kind of feeling about what's going on in the market and the world and all the things that we're seeing and hearing in the news. So um, what? It, let's just start with COVID. So uh, we've got people starting to get vaccinated in the area. I know my dad was already able to get his vaccination. They said everybody who's, I'm not going to say older than how old, but they could come in and they could get his. And he dialed on the phone because he's a power dialer <laughs> by his nature. And he got himself an appointment the first day. Nice. So, I mean, we're starting to see that come out. So that's good. But uh, what else do you guys kind of see in with that? 
Well, I, I have seen people are, some people are still very reserved about going out or having people in, but I have seen people, you know, um, feeling more comfortable because they are masked, knowing that the vaccine is here now, um, being more willing to go in and um, do personal walkthroughs, do in-person showings. I still have the, a, a good chunk that are, hey, would you video that for me and send it to me? And I'm, it's, I'm happy to do that as well. So I think it's a, it's a good mix still. I think we're still, um, I think we're still on that just so, just so much uncertainty as far as um, where where it's going to end, what's what's going to happen. That there's still just a good mix. I would say it's probably still fifty fifty. I don't know that we are in that. Personally, from what I've seen, where people are like, "Yeah, let's go." So, what do you think's changed between March eleventh, like Caps mentioned, and today, as far as buyers and sellers go? It doesn't seem like anything's actually. I mean, people are getting more accustomed to wearing masks. I could see that. Mm-hmm. But in general, I don't think there has been a whole, up until the vaccine, once we get that, it's a little bit different. But I don't see there's being a big, big shift in what we do or what we did. No, I mean, I think a positive has been using Zoom more, um, doing virtual, uh, you know, walkthroughs, obviously, which I I also found to what Chris was saying, like I would offer it, but a lot of times people would still feel very comfortable doing it face to face because they know, you know, I'm going to wear a mask and there's cleaning supplies at the, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's always very safe and everyone's taking the precautions and being real, you know, safe about it. But uh, yeah, I'd say the, the big change I think we have and we'll continue to see is just using zoom to review offers. Um, we don't have to be sitting at the kitchen table all the time. We can do it really nicely on a after dinner at seven o'clock at night it's real comfortable for everyone and it feels face to face and it feels real personal so that's one thing I think will stick and and I think that this pandemic and all of what we've had to learn has taught us a lot that is going to stay in the future like it's great to be able to review an offer at eight o'clock at night on zoom versus having to go to someone's house at eight o'clock at night and and you take the drive time out of it and things can just be so much more efficient. And I personally think it's fantastic. Um, it's It definitely is bringing people that were not nearly technologically advanced, I guess is a good way to put it, and, and are learning how to do Zoom and run the computer. And because let's just face it, there are people of a certain age that just didn't have a need for it. Um, it wasn't a part of their life like the younger generation. And so it, it really has... Um, and not just in real estate, like they can see their grandkids that they can't go physically touch, but they can see and talk to and, and those kinds of things. So I, I think, I believe that everything there's, we need to take lessons from everything that happens. And this, I think that's one of the biggest thing that's going to come out of all of this. Yeah. I've noticed, uh, even with Raj, he has gotten himself a webcam and he tells me, I talked to his two high school buddies like every other week on Zoom. I mean, this is someone that I had to beg to learn email because mm-hmm. I can fax. Mm-hmm. I do not need to email. So <laughs> uh, people are definitely starting to see see that. I wondered if you guys have noticed, or if it's just me because I'm such a rule follower, I yes. watch stuff on TV that was recorded like, pre-pandemic and stuff mm-hmm. where I'm watching movies and my head goes, <laughs> well, why don't they have a mask they're on? really close. Where are their masks? What are they doing? <laughs> have yes. you, and I'm yes. just like, this is a, <laughs> that's TV. Yeah, this no, is- for sure. My wife and I have noticed that. And I, and I've actually gotten, 
it's gotten better recently. I've gotten more used to it, but it took me about seven months to be get used to the, seeing that and seeing it on, you know, the movies, the shows. And be like, how are they that close? Like this is right. kind of creeping me right. out. Like this is not. You wonder how, how long are. it's going to be after like the two. Everybody gets a two shots and I'm hugging right away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hugging people. <laughs> so I have a question: Are we going to go back to handshakes though? Because I'm actually, I, I was always a handshake okay. person, but I I'm actually okay with the. A fist, fist bump. bump. Yeah. We'll be getting the hand, handshake and carrying the uh, st- uh, stuff with us to shoot in a hand. And they'll shoot like stuff in your hand. Shake your hand. Yeah. Oh, the uh, anti <laughs> We'll show the antibacterial hand yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm cool with hugging, but you yeah. know, there's so much stuff on our hands. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I, but I wasn't. That wasn't like one of my things. I like yeah. to shake. If I had to, I would shake hands. But I was. It's not that this is new to me. This whole germaphobic thing. I'm like, mm, I'm good. <laughs> I know. I have some of that too. Yeah. So when people were like, "Oh, well, this is really strange," I'm like, "No, I always did that." Yeah. Right. <laughs> What's different about this right now? Yeah. Uh, Think of how much different this would have been ten years ago, before Zoom and before all these. Oh my word. Virtual. You know, even sending offers and through email. I can't even imagine have, how it would have changed. Yeah, I don't think we would be seeing what we're seeing, which is, you know, craziness right now in the market as far as inventory and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we've been able to pivot into a virtual market back then. I think we can thank time. HGTV a lot for how people are so accepting of I us doing do a video tour as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, though? Yes. Like, it's it, people are used to seeing a house on camera and that's how they see the house but so it kind of has opened that that's opened up for us or we can make it like house hunters i'm going to show you your three options and then you can pick would you leave the big farm or the house that needs to be redone or the spacious condo and pick but if they only had to choose three that wouldn't be the worst thing well i was just joking with my wife over the weekend about that i was like this is not how real estate actually is here's your three choices a b or c (laughs) right We'll write an offer now, and yeah. it's just, and it was just kind of funny because we were like, "Well, in yeah, this market, uh, you may not make it past A, right? You may no, have no. the one, that's right. Right. yeah, yeah. You might have to write a few offers first. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. three to six would be a good number for me. <laughs> if you in get range. in the door, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If yeah, you can get in the door. Yep. All right. So, what about? I know there was a lot of talk about what's the market going to do after the election. Have you guys noticed any major changes? Anything you're hearing, seeing? Still very busy, still more buyers than sellers. Mm-hmm. That's what was happening prior, and that's what's happening since. You know, I think what I noticed, and it's just a small sample size, but it was already busy, but it's after the, right after the election, I have a few different listings, and I've seen some other ones where showing requests went up, like wake up like quite a bit. Like, uh, so like to the point where I was like, huh, that's interesting. It, just one data point of many, but I wonder, it's also, we're pushing into February, March, It's but it's like, that was like, I think one thing off people's kind of radar a little bit, you know, so that was one thing to kind of move forward, I guess. You've always t- pegged the uh, Super Bowl as kind of, right after the Super Bowl, it's, it takes off, mm-hmm. seasonality anyway, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I felt a little bit, bit of a, a relax, you know, yeah. like, they're like, okay, R-E-L-A-X. whatever happened, it's done. Right, it's over. Okay. Let's just. Well, and when you think about it, if you, you know, up leading up to an election, the way that elections go these days is it's completely negative. And so, you know, the tone of the leaders is sets the tone of the of the pack. So it's when that went away, then we're like, oh, "Oh." okay. (laughs) So, I mean, it was an interesting one away, you know, kind of thing for the for a couple months. But I think just the uncertainty is gone of what's going to happen. So now we know what's happening. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. Got it. 
So let's dig into inventory. <laughs> I keep hearing that word. So low inventory. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do about it? List houses. Okay. Who wants oh, to Matt, se- we don't list houses. We sell, we sell houses. houses. Who wants to sell their house? Like who's ready to upgrade? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, it's one That's of those things. Upgrade. upgrade. I think some people don't realize that like right now is actually the perfect time mm-hmm. because if you can get out when there's lots of buyers and not as many sellers, you're going to win. Right. You're going to be able to pick your terms. You're going to be able to get a higher price. I can't imagine a better time. So yeah. it seems like it's been moving up earlier and earlier. You know, it used to be April and it's March and now it's February and January. I mean, I've always told people like last year too, like even December, November, like really that early to start thinking about the spring and mm-hmm. start moving on it. You have a better chance, but it's kind of in- interesting to look at inventory and we're seeing just crazy amounts of showings, just crazy amounts of offers, um, spring, spring level too. So it's kind of the inventory is a area that everyone's on everyone's mind. Right. So Jen, I have a question for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've actually asked you this before, so I kind of know the answer, but I think it's good information. So, um, we clearly have, have, um, a lack of homes to purchase. So, so someone wants to list their home, but they have to sell their home before they can buy a home, but they don't know that they're going to have a house to be able to move into because of inventory. So what are we telling people? What are we telling, how are we um, letting them know that it's okay to go ahead and put their house on the market right now? Well, there's a lot of different things that people can do. Um, the cool thing about being a seller is that they're in control of the process. So since it's so much of a seller's market, if an offer comes in, the seller can say, okay, well, this offer is subject to me finding suitable housing, which then puts, you know, gives them a little bit of a relax and they can try and find what they need to find. They can also do post-occupancy. And I'm seeing a lot of offers actually coming in and saying, hey, we'll let the seller stay there for two months for free. You know, just take our offer, please, please, please. And the sellers are loving it Mm -hmm. because then they have extra time to figure out where they're going. As far as helping them find that place, there's so many off-market opportunities. If they know where they want to be, we can just as a team really dig in, call those folks or mail those folks and and see if people want to sell. Because I was actually talking to um, Catherine on our team, and she's like, if somebody called me and said, I have a buyer, I want to sell. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do it. And there's a lot of people that are out there that are just kind of waiting for someone to be like, hey, I have a buyer for your property, and they would go for it. Right. So we just have to be putting those uh, connections together. Thank you. I like matchmakers. Yes. Kind of like the dating game. The dating game, yep. Or Tinder, but in real estate world, swipe, swipe left, left, swipe right. We're going to call that Timber. Oh, I like Remember? it. I like it. We're going to call that yes. Timber instead of Tinder. Yes. Could we get a website going on that, we Jacob? We want Timber, Jacob. It's probably not. It needs Trademark. to be. It's actually an, it's an app. Give me that So like card. Tinder's an app, you know, so <laughs> swipe left, swipe right. Yep, like it, don't like it. Uh-huh. Timber's I trademarked. I, would, I act as if I even know what that's about. I've been married for almost 30 years, so. <laughs> I know. I I've seen. I'm that way, too. People are always talking about it, and I'm just like, oh. Yes. I'm really glad I don't know. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For more than one reason, Matt, I think. Because <laughs> he's so lucky. <sighs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. All right. So inventory, any other creative ideas on how to bring sellers into the market? What do you guys think? I think it's just a realization of what they can get and how we can help them get there. 
Right. I think it's important to start working with an agent, period. An education. Yeah. And, because it is an education, whether you're a buyer or you're a seller, whether you're, you're wanting to start looking to buy, you know, in six months or you want to sell in six months, but just talking to an agent and getting the information that you need to have so that you're prepared. I'm a planner. Drives my husband insane, but I'm a planner. And so I like to have all my ducks in a row and um, before I do something. And so that's, that's actually how I explain it to my, to my clients is let's make sure all your ducks are in a row so that when you're ready to go, we can do it and we can jump. And so I think that's really important for buyers and sellers yeah, both. I agree. I suck at that. The education piece, I think people downplay a lot, especially like both, both buyers and sellers are like, when I'm ready, then I'll call the agent. But I'm constantly talking to people, both like buyers. It's like, I can help you now, even though you're not going to move for a year or so. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot to do. And same thing with sellers. They're thinking I want to, you know, six months, a year, it could be several years. There's things to be thinking about now and steps you can be doing that are not a lot of work or anything extra on them, but something that can help them think about, you know, A, how much they can get for their house and, you know, B, just, you know, that it, 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 we, our goal is to make it simple for them. And they are truly in control to what Jen said earlier. Like they have the power and they have all the, they really have all the power the sellers do. Right. So like they're, it's a, they're in a good spot and, and a good agent will help them, like we help them figure that out. So. Right. I think that people also, um, we, we talked about this on one of the other podcasts, getting pre-approval. But in this market, like back in the day, when you would go buy a house, you could go look at a house in a week and it would still be on the market and you could decide you wanted it and three days later write an offer and then worry about getting your pre-approval letter. But that is part of the process right up front that, and I just explained that to my buyers. If you are absolutely in love with this house, you want to put an offer on this house, you're going to make an offer that the sellers are going to totally jump at, but you don't have that pre-approval letter to go along with that offer. They don't know that you can afford the house. So that's a piece also that I think is very important. That's why getting with an agent prior to the process starting or at the very beginning of the process is very important. So you know those kinds of things. And I, I know there's a lot of people that may not think that that's really important, but as a listing agent, when I get 15 offers and half of them don't have pre-approval letters, it's kind of like, okay, set those over here because mm -hmm. they're not really real. Right. Even if they say that they are cash, if you can't show me that your offer is really cash, how do I know? Right. Because right. cash could be cash in your bank, mm -hmm. take me a picture of your statement, or cash could be like in some fund somewhere that you have to jump through hoops of fire that you may be able to get out. It's like, show me the proof. Mm -hmm. So you want to see, you want them to show you the money? I want them to show me show the money. Show me say, the say money. Say it like you mean it, John. Show me the money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hopefully got that on, on uh, recorded might somewhere. Need another take. That might, <laughs> that might be a podcast by itself. No. I mean, it, I've, I've talked to sellers about that before, too, because when, when we have all of these offers, if the money isn't really there or they're working with a lender who, you know, you look at their letterhead and you can't even Google that the lender really exists, it's like, this isn't a sure thing. Mm -hmm. They might be offering more money, but how solid is their financing? Right. So you really have to go in those offers and figure out what's going on. Did you need me to do <laughs> so any do more again, Jen. Do so it again. movie we're gonna, references? Well, Jacob will get us side by side 
later of you know Cuban Downey Cuban Downey Jr. is <laughs> yeah. his name yeah from the movie and then you so we'll Cuban see, Downey we'll Cuba, see Cuba Gooding Cuba Gooding. Cuba Gooding that's Downey. Yeah, wrong Robert guy. Downey Robbie Downey Jr. I knew I should never try names that's not it's my all thing. good I love it though thank you for but that. Uh, oh. but no you're talking about pre-approvals and there's a couple things I thought about um someone asked me what recently like well don't they expire would I really want to get it this soon and, and I'm like yes you you do and we already saw a house and all that and because it has I was like it's easier to update then too like it's not a big deal it's some so they'll put a date on there but also I work with people and they're like their ideal time to purchase would actually be six months from now like there's some things that the lender can say hey do these little small shifts and it's going to save you a lot of money on your payment because maybe your credit's just 20 points too low or something and you make a difference so that's where talking to an agent and then also that agent has preferred lenders that they work with that they trust that's going to take really good care of you and then making sure uh, to kind of help kind of baby step that process so it makes the whole process so much smoother. Yes. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> is he there. pulling that up? Is it? He totally is pulling that up. Uh, oh my god. You're good to my wife. Oh my goodness. I will stay with you. I feel like I need to get up and do the dance. Yes. Show me the money. We're gonna get copyright strikes for this. More than ten seconds, so probably. Maybe stop, man. We'll just we'll just talk uh, <laughs> over it. Here we go. Show me the money, Jen. I you don't need the come on, movie. do it, Jen. You know I'm probably gonna We've pull this up, but show me the money. Show me the money. Say it like you mean it. Show me the money. Show me the money. He's like this now. Show you the money. Show you the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. I love it. So, so how did that even come up? I, I don't remember. Because she was talking about getting the cash, oh, right. cash yeah. offers yeah. that yeah. couldn't show proof of funds. If you have yeah. cash offers that can't show proof of funds, they're not real. And I said, show me the money. Show me the money. That's right. That's right. Yeah. See, look, you feel it. I do feel it. Another great line from that movie. <laughs> you so we're going to make Bill sing? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Bill should have to sing. Hamilton. I'll sing some Hamilton. All right, go. Yeah. I love right. it. Hit it. Next time. Next time. Oh. Acapella. Oh. We're all warmed up. So, yeah. I mean, your voice, you, we've been talking. I so do like the, I like the king. I can't think of any. Uh. I'm pretty sure Jacob can come up with something. I can get you some Hamilton. Well, we saw Hamilton like, oh, year. They're coming back again in 2022 here. Nice. I'm going to bring both our kids. Because they both love Hamilton. Awesome. It was a life changer, both watching that and then listening to it. All of, I, I think I listened to it for like six months straight. The only thing I listened to in the car. Wow. Me too, but not by choice. <laughs> did you learn something though, Jacob? I did. Good. I I've learned never a lot. Seen it. What? We've never seen it. Uh, I, I mean, I, I know the it, premise, but. I saw it in Chicago and uh, like it was crazy watching it because I was like, I know every word of this. <laughs> and like, I totally understood it. It was it's a it's 
it is not overrated. I'll say that it is, it is properly or underrated. It is a very good performance, and I think everybody should see it. Hmm. All right, might have to take me. You on can a go date watch it on Disney Plus. Go. It's on Disney Plus now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Done. There's your date Friday Yeah, but there's got to be something about seeing it in person. And oh, yeah. of course. I yeah. was just going to talk about actually being in the first couple rows where you're in the, the spray zone, but I guess with yeah. COVID, you probably <laughs> don't want to do that anymore. Some, that used to be the cool spot, but you don't want that nowadays. King George on you. Oh, no, thank you. Huh? <laughs> Jen's heaving out right now. <laughs> Jen's like, four rows back or more. Yeah, I remember we went to that Blue Men group and oh, like, yeah. all the people God. in the front would yeah. get, and I was like, I'm in the back. I'm yeah. good. All y'all with yeah. all the, nope, I don't yeah, want I any like of that. Garbage bags. Yeah, nope, thank you. Funny. <laughs> all right, so are we going to get Bill to sing here? You can't just dance with your heads and sing. Get in the mic. This, it's really hard to sing. Yeah. I need the words. He actually is just singing, but you can't, can't see his sing. mouth. Yeah. yeah. That's his voice. <laughs> he sounds just like Lin Manuel. <laughs> That's really great, Bill. Uh, Jacob, you got uh, a way to pull up a. Yeah, I'm mouthing the words. Yeah. You're doing you. good. You sound fantastic. <laughs> Matt, what'd you say? You got to have the words on the screen, like karaoke. Yeah, a little karaoke oh going on. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, totally. I could then sing. Yeah, but. All right, all right. Can you do this? You probably do. This has to be like an epi- like a part of the podcast from now on. Karaoke Seven. session? Karaoke session, yes. Karaoke. Oh, the best. That's, I do miss that. That so is what when I we miss. Get, when we get karaoke. Rob on, Rob can do his karaoke to heavy metal. <laughs> Should probably uh, turn it down a little bit just to avoid Blowing the ears. Even though this is playing on Spotify, they freaking love you when you play music. I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. I found the words too. <sighs> Bill's, Bill's ready. He's ready. Go, Bill. No, Go, Bill. It's your birthday. Tax experts are coming to you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to have to look at a TurboTax ad in order I'm to do this. I'm not throwing away my shot. I'm not throwing Wait, away no, my shot. Matt, Matt don't butcher it. Oh, Come sorry. Right now. My, do- my daughter likes I can do this part. Yeah, I'll be a backup dancer on this. King George is a little bit more my speed, I think. See me go by. Why so sad? 
Remember we made an arrangement when you went away Now you're making me mad Remember despite our estrangement I'm your man You'll be back Soon you'll see You'll remember you belong to me You'll be back Time will tell You'll remember that I served you well Oceans rise, empires fall We have seen each other through it all And when push comes to shove I will send a fully armed battalion To remind you of my love Phil's going to be in his office jamming. Like <laughs> oh, wow. It is really right. good. It's, it's a good, it's pretty good. I'm, I can't lie. It's pretty good. It's good. I All mean, right. you don't good. know what to expect. It's going to be great. So I think it is going to be great. We it's might good. just have to get the karaoke section in all of our podcasts. I agree. It's very educational, too. It is. It the, is. It, be like karaoke? Hamilton. We can do 50 yeah, Cent. Yeah, I've never heard this word, so maybe we'll have to listen to Hamilton. Yeah, Matt needs to take me on a date ever. You can sometime. take a date and we can watch Disney+. Plus. On the screen. It's a good thing we have this mask on or this microphone would be all wet right now. Well, we can't really go on dates right now. Oh, like, you can. I mean, you, I well, know. he could like pick up some curbside and then we'll watch Disney Plus. <laughs> Do that, yes! Like, okay, I'll, we'll stop Don't Jimmy accept John's that. Tonight. Don't accept that. Take her out on a date. You can't. You can. I'll pick up fish from the clubhouse tonight. How about that? That's what he does every Friday night. He picks up fish for himself because no one Nobody else in else the family fish. likes fish. Oh, it's like my one chance oh. to have fish on a Friday like night. Like fish fry, kind of deep yeah. fried kind nope. of fish? No. Baked. Baked. Oh, that's good. A little tartar sauce on the side? Yep. Awesome. Baked potato. It's his special night just for, for yourself. Himself. It's my date night. Do you get some every coleslaw? Like my, yeah. Uh-huh. Every yeah. Friday is like my they date night. They know who he yeah. is. Yeah. We pull into the spot and they, he's like, put it on my tab. And they just put it on our I love account. It. Yeah. That's awesome. Get more. Get some fish for corn. Which place do you go? Lake Arrowhead. It's at the oh, Lake Arrowhead. It's on the way house. to the lake house. Yeah. So they have club accounts. So we call or about half an hour out. And they say, okay, we'll have it ready for you. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. awesome. It's not what you know. It's who so you, you know. know. Another good thing about the pandemic. Curbside, curbside pickup for all, is, all the introverts that don't want to well, go. That in. is one I hope. That, yeah, should, I hope it doesn't go away because yeah. they've yeah. done a really good job with all of that. Absolutely. That's like I awesome. don't even. I think that they have found business models I didn't even know that they could be a part mm-hmm. of. So it's fantastic. Right. Like there are terrible things that have happened. Like people have gone out of business, but if if you look at it the right way, the opportunities that are that are they're just abundant if you just look at it that way. Right. Just got to find it. I agree. It's like going from our mega open houses to virtual open houses. Right. Sit on your couch and buy a house. That's you know. our new slogan. Sit on your couch I and like buy a it. House. <laughs> Sit on your couch and buy a house. Marketing genius. Yep. Buy That's why I'm here. here all day. Curbside house shopping. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. All right. So we talked a lot about the market and uh, low inventory and how things are haven't changed a whole ton with all of the different things that are going on in the world, right? Right. And our thanks again to Steve Capeza for joining us from Zillow. Appreciate all of his input and content. And yeah, for sure. It was a whole lot of fun. And thanks so much. Bye, guys. See ya.
All right. Make sure that you are following this podcast on Spotify or your platform, podcast platform of choice, whatever you want. We're here every week. You got real estate questions. You got real estate answers and other things and whatnot. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Just record like your intro and outro. And then I know it's it's been it's been in my.